And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this Tuesday. It's supposed to be a wet and rainy Tuesday, but so far the weather is cooperating and we hope that it will do so for the remainder of the day. We've got a jam-packed, fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. We've actually got a guest in the studio today. South LaFouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley is here. Coach, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just trying to enjoy some uh, some off time from school and yeah, going to a few baseball games. Very good. We'll be talking about tarpon baseball a lot throughout the show. We've got Josh Smith with HL Bourgeois Baseball on in the next segment. Um, we had Coach Smith on last week, and he said, hey, look, man, we were not playing great, but we've got some non-district games that are very big. They won them all and then won't beat Destrahan yesterday, so they're red hot. At noon, we'll have Justin Galjor, <clears throat> South of uh, High School track. Tarpons are trying to host the parish meet tomorrow. We don't know if Mother Nature is going to allow that to happen. And boy, what a shame it would be because we've tried to host a meet now like three or four times down the bayou, and weather has not allowed any of those times. At 12.15... Stan Gravov will be here. It's our TGMC Tuesday. We'll chat with Stan for, oh, 20 or so minutes about all the things going on in the world of sports, high school baseball, maybe some high school softball, some Saints, the NBA playoffs. We'll recap what happened at Augusta. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get some picks to you all. And we've got uh, Will talks about the the NBA play-in tournament, which begins today. Uh, So there's a whole lot going on that we'll be breaking down for you all. But first, let's get you some results from yesterday's high school baseball scoreboard. Not a whole lot of action, but there was enough that we could break down. Destrahan falls to HL Bourgeois. HL Bourgeois gets an 8-6 win over the Wildcats. Big, big win for Coach Josh Smith and his team, beating a very good Destrahan opponent. Uh, the game that you were going to hear on 102.7, but then we got rained on and delayed, and we ended up pulling the plug on our <clears throat> varsity baseball broadcast with South Louisiana getting an 8-1 to win over Belchase. E.D. White. E.D. White is in a situation where when they throw their number one, they're they're going to beat you. They have done it many, many times. They beat the number one team in the state in 3A yesterday. Berwick, they win 7-6 to six in that one. The Cardinals show again that they're going to be a nightmare in Division II playoffs because, man, on any given night, they could pop the Weimer kid on the mound, and, and they'll put it on you. And then all they've got to do is win one of the next two games. East Ascension beats Lutcher 6 to nothing. That's a little bit of a surprise, but you know, East Ascension's really good, and so is Lutcher. So it's a showdown of two really good teams. Uh, Covenant Christian stays hot. They get a 13-5 to victory over Central Catholic yesterday. Coach, we were both at South Lucian Bell Chase. I told people on yesterday's show, <clears throat> I said, look, you guys think that I'm just saying this because you know I'm the voice of the Tarpons or whatever it may be. You guys think I'm saying this because I went to school there and I know the kids and know the coaches. But not nah, ain't none of that. These guys are playing really, really well. Last night, I uh, was talking to Coach Gitros, and, and he was saying after the game, like, ah, oh, offensively, we weren't all that good. And, you know, only had six hits. And, you know, we weren't swinging it well. And I stopped him. I was like, dude, you scored eight runs. Like, you, your offense on a not great game is still scoring a ton. They're opportunistic. They apply a lot of pressure. They saw Bell Chase's number one yesterday. And he did kind of bother them at times. But the Tarpon offense and pitching and defense were plenty enough to get by an eight to one win, a game that never really felt like it was in question either. No, it was, and look, uh, we had the privilege to uh, to stand in the dugout and you know watch the game, and the, these kids are having fun. Yep, they uh, into the game. If if there's one second that the dugout is quiet, there's a coach in that dugout is going to get on that team and keep it up and. 
Uh, so they're having a lot of fun, and it's showing. And uh, offensive-wise, they're pounding the ball still. It's been several weeks now that they're just pounding it. Uh, they got a little lull one time where they uh, – part of the season where they weren't getting these timely hits and leaving a lot of people on base. Now that's not happened. They might leave one person on base, but like we talked about during the broadcast, they're getting on base yeah. to leave these guys on base. And uh, behind the solid pitching they have, and they have a great defense. A lot of times people don't talk about that defense, but that defense is solid behind that pitching uh, staff. You know, I was kind of talking about this with some friends yesterday. Um, I truly believe that right now these guys are playing better than last year's team played at any point last year. And that's scary, but that's a team that made the quarterfinals, right, and went to Tioga and played well and came up short. But my my rationale for that is last year, District was a grind. Ellender almost beat you. You needed a damn near miracle to beat South Terrebonne. You need the pop-up and the double play on the bunt. You need a five-run seventh inning to beat Vanderbilt. This year, these guys are just lining up and beating the brakes off of everybody. And District play outside of the game against Morgan City on the road where it kind of got tight late. They've been winning by seven, eight runs, run room. Like, they haven't really been challenged in district. I think they're playing better right now than they did at any point last year. Now, I, I would agree with that uh, 100%. They're, they're playing much better. And part of it, I think, uh, they've been there. They, they went through that experience last year. They got into that third round. Great experience. And as soon as that game was over last year, uh, you can tell they were looking forward to this year sure. to kind of uh, make a statement. And uh, look, uh, I know it's kind of early still, but you know uh, the sky's the limit for this team. Let's oh, yeah. leave it uh, <laughs> that we don't jinx anything. But yeah, they uh, they're playing some really good baseball right now, and uh, I think the coaching staff has a, a good grasp on their plan, what they want to do moving forward to get into the playoffs and beyond. I said it on yesterday's show. If this team could consistently hold opponents to five runs or fewer, they're going to have a great shot no matter who they're playing. They're currently on a seven-game winning streak. In that winning streak, they allowed five, two, zero, two, one, six, and one. They're hitting that benchmark, and they're going to be tough to beat as long as they continue to hit that benchmark. You think this offense would score at least four? Yeah four or five runs a sure. game and yeah and you're right if they can keep their opponents you know uh two three four runs uh, they always gonna have a chance to win and uh setting up tonight we don't know who Vanderbilt's <laughs> gonna pitch but uh tonight's gonna be a, a very big game again and I, I just I think the Torpens are ready you know they're not looking ahead at each game they're taking each game as it comes and um it's uh exciting time for for, tarp, for Torpen baseball so after the game yesterday, Coach Guitros is talking to the team, and he's telling them, hey, go get your buddies. Go tell everybody who you know that's within driving range, get out here. He wants the trucks in the outfield with the kids sitting in the castes along the fences. He wants that playoff-style environment. Curious to see what Vanderbilt opts to do here um, because they could throw Sheck Snyder. It would be a little bit of rushed rest. Um, they have a game with Destrahan tomorrow that is – every bit as big of a PowerPoint game as the South Lafouge game is? Do they save them for that? Or do they say, hey, tomorrow's going to get washed out? Like, I, I don't know what the strategy there is. And I think what it's going to come down to, Coach, we're going to learn a little bit about Coach Chapman Art's philosophy here. We sit here all the time and say, man, districts really don't matter anymore. Um, we're going to find out how much they matter for Vanderbilt Catholic tonight because they've got a chance to 
really try to go all in to try to, you know, grab that district by the throat. But they've got Morgan City the last two. South Louisiana's assumption. If Vanderbilt wins tonight, they're sitting in a great spot. Curious to see how they approach that tonight, uh, knowing that they could maybe, you know, extend their ace a little bit or they could maybe throw some of the other guys. And the thing with the district, you play for that extra power point. Yep. And that I'm not sure where Vanderbilt's sitting in their bracket. Number three. Number three, uh, will that extra power point, could they jump to number two or possibly number one uh, if they would possibly win out the rest of this year? Uh, if not, then that might show you right there that they might want to get just uh, save their ace, especially if he got some soreness in his arm and uh, maybe not pitch him for this game tonight. But that extra power point is huge, especially uh, with South Lafourche. If you're sitting at an eight seed, if you can move up, you know, a few extra spots. That, that could be huge when it's all said and done in the playoffs. You know, I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, if Vanderbilt wins district, they're going to get an extra power point. Um, as I'm trying to figure the numbers here, Turlings is above them at 24-4. and four. Turlings is not going to win their district. Turlings is behind St. Thomas Moore in that district. So, yeah, maybe that's an element of it, and maybe that's going to be something that, you know, Coach Menard and his staff are going to look to try to utilize – but I'll say this, you know, you're listening to us talk here and some people at home might be assuming, oh, well, you know, Vanderbilt throws their ace, it's doom and gloom for South Lucia. No, no, no. That just maybe increases their chances of winning. These Tarpons take pride in hitting top pitchers. How many times last year did we see them uh, face an elite arm and just say, you know what, we're not bothered by that? Yeah, we're not saying, you know, we're sitting here, uh, all their ace pitches, it's over for the Tarpons. By all means, no, not yeah. at all. Uh, but like you said, it could increase Vanderbilt's chances of possibly, uh, you know, winning this game. But the Tarpons, uh, if they stay red hot at the plate, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter who's pitching uh, on the other uh, on the other side. Yep, I agree. So other games in the area today, again, weather permitting, Central Lafouche will be taking on HL Bourgeois in our local 5A district. East St. John taking on Thibodeau. That'll be a good one, a chance for, you know, you feel for Shane and his crew. They're trying to get into the playoffs and they need some wins, but beating East St. John's not going to do anything for you. They've only got one win on the season. That's kind of a tough luck deal there. Hanville and Terrebonne, that's a big one. Those two teams are tied for first in the district right now. Terrebonne's in a situation. They're tied for first. They're not even in the top 32 right now, so they've got to hang on to that uh, that spot there, taking on Hanville on the road. Uh, let's see, Destrahan, who do they play? They're on the district by. In 4A, Assumption taking on um, Ellender. That'll be at Ellender, so that over at the South Down Field. Morgan City traveling to take on South Terrebonne. That'll also be at the South Down Field. Uh, South Lafouche will be hosting Vanderbilt. 3A scoreboard today. We've got, let's see, uh, Donaldsonville and Lutcher. That's in our local district. St. James and Patterson. That's in our local district. Of course, E.D. White took on Berwick yesterday, so they're off today. Home of Christian will be taking on Delcom at home today. That's in our 2A scoreboard. And Covenant Christian will be facing New Orleans, Military, and Maritime. Heck, a great day for me to wear my Al Bundy shirt. Covenant Christian's taking on <laughs> No Man in the uh, in the showdown there. That'll be at uh, Coach Joe's Park out in Homa. So a lot of big games today. Uh, hopefully the weather cooperates. Looking at the, the map, it's going to just kind of be hit or miss. It's not going to be widespread rain, but it's going to rain in some places. And today I think you're going to just kind of have to get lucky if you want to get it in. But, hey, sometimes you need a little luck, right? Well, yeah, we, especially if we don't have a press box tonight. Yeah, you're we, right. we definitely need uh, dry conditions. Yes, we don't want the equipment to wet to get wet, and um, I don't want to get wet either. Yeah, but it's all about the equipment. It's all about yeah. the equipment. 
Let's catch a break when we get back. It is going to be uh, Josh Smith of HL Bourgeois Baseball joining us on play-by-play. A reminder, we are sponsored by Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs of his powers, our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish Hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz off. Buzz off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors. Golden Motors where price is priority. Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We'll be right back after this. Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. 
3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Just Blair here in studio with Coach Brian Colley. And we go to the phone lines now to HL Bourgeois Baseball Coach, Coach Josh Smith. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Look, you guys are doing well. You played some really good baseball in the last week or so. Coach, we had you on last week and you said, hey, man, this is a big week for our team. We've got a chance to earn some power points here playing a bunch of non district games. You guys have won six in a row now, and every time I look at the uh, you know, the Go Prep site, your number's a little bit lower than what it once was. You guys are now getting into the, the, the upper 20s there, approaching the teens. You guys are playing some really good baseball lately. Yeah, we're, uh, we're really swinging the bat well, uh, which is uh, kind of uh, not what I thought at the beginning of the season. You know, I thought our pitching would lead the way for us, and you know, I thought as long as we hit okay, we would be all right, but... We've been swinging it very well, very, very well. Our pitching has been okay, holding, uh, holding us in there. And then uh, our bats have just come alive over the last six games, and it's great to see. Win six in a row. Uh, you, you got the, the victory over Destrehan, and now you're going to be taking on Central Lafouche today. Central Lafouche is kind of an interesting team because they don't have a whole lot of wins, but, boy, lately they have been scaring the heck out of teams, if not beating them. Uh, how do you make sure that your kids are focused mentally for what's going to be a, a very challenging game? I won't lie to you, I'm actually worried. Um, sure. After, after a game like yesterday, uh, beating a good team like Destrehan, you know, coming into the next day, playing a team like Central LaFouche, like you said, can beat you, uh, can beat anybody, really. Um, and, uh, you know, it worries you a little bit. And it's just trying to keep our guys focused, uh, not take them lightly, focus, play the game hard, and play the game fast. Uh, after the game today, you guys are taking on John Curtis tomorrow at your place. Boy, talk about a PowerPoint game. That's an opportunity to continue to shoot up the charts. Uh, how did that game get scheduled? And, and you know, not asking you to look ahead, but what are some things you guys got to do well to, to take on the, uh, the the Curtis team? So we had two spots left open uh, on our schedule. We had 32 games, max 34. And uh, one of my assistants said uh, that he heard John Curtis looking for another game. So I just called, uh, called Curtis up, said, hey, you want to play? They said, sure. So we got the game scheduled. Um, Curtis is going to come out and swing it from what I'm hearing. They're going to swing the bats well, like, just like every other Curtis team they've ever had. Um, and they're going to pitch well. Uh, I got to watch them against E.D. White, and they they swung well. I mean, they, they faced a Weimer kid from E.D. White, who's their number one. But uh, Curtis, I mean, they bowed up some balls hard. And, uh they threw well and played good defense. So, I mean, it's, it's a typical Curtis team. And uh, as long as I think if we come out and swing it and pitch well and don't really hurt ourselves, we'll be all right. Your season has been weird. And what I mean by that is, okay, you lose three in a row right at the beginning. Then you win five in a row. Then you have another three-game winning streak. Then you lose four in a row. Now you've won six in a row. Like, there's never been a stretch where you've just won two out of three. <laughs> like, you're either on a losing streak or you're on a winning, or you're on a winning streak. There's been no in-between. Yeah, uh, I told that to our guys the other day. You know, it's, it's been a roller coaster, and I'm like, man, guys, can can we just stay like 
on an even kill point for a little while. And, uh, you know, but that's the game of baseball. I mean, anybody beats anybody every day. No matter, this game's a roller coaster, no matter how well you think you are. This game's a roller coaster. When playing, it's a roller coaster throughout the season. Coach, um, you said taking on the Trojans, that's going to be where? Because I know they don't have, like, any actual home games. So where's the game going to be played today? So it's going to be over at our field at H.O. Bourgeois. Uh, they'll be the home team today since we were the home team Saturday. Uh, but it'll be at our field, and they'll be the home team today. And uh, I think it'll be a good game because, I mean, they're, they're a team that, yeah, they compete. Uh, they're going to compete. They're young. They don't have a lot of wins, but. Coach Matt Plitt over there, he, he's he's doing a good job. Uh, he's a very good coach, and uh, he's developing those young guys very well. So a topic that we have talked about throughout the, the week here on Play by Play and then also this past weekend on the Sports Corner was the NIL being introduced into high school athletics. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in favor of this per se because I think that it's going to be used to recruit athletes, and I think that it's going to be something that uh, is going to be very difficult for the LHSA to keep tabs on. What are your thoughts? And the reason why I'm asking you this, man, like I know that you're very well schooled. You like to research things and talk with a lot of people. Is this something that you've formed an opinion on yet? What do you think about it? Uh, I haven't really had much to look into it, but I kind of feel the same way as you. I think it'll be kind of used more as a recruiting tool for some schools. Um, and it's, like you said, it's going to be hard for the LHSA to really govern it and uh, you know decide what what's the right thing to do with it. Um, it's a lot of gray in it. A lot of gray area with this whole new NIL thing. and uh, It's going to be interesting to see how they really handle it because I completely agree 100%. Some schools are going to use it as a recruiting tool. So you got East St. John over the weekend. I see it's going to be a doubleheader. Both of those games are going to be at your place? Yeah, uh, they don't have a field as well. And instead of trying to make them uh, travel two days in a row since they're about an hour away, uh, their coach and I decided let's play two on Saturday to try and help them with travel expenses and things like that. Okay, sounds like a winner, bro. Look, thanks so much for the time. Stay hot, okay, man? Thank you, Chase, for having me. Yep, that is Coach Josh Smith, HL Bourgeois, doing an excellent job. Coach, let me ask you this, man. I've now asked several coaches about this. No one is in favor of this NIL thing, so why the heck are we doing it? Who is the one pushing for this? No one locally seems to want it. So why are we making this a reality? Yeah, I, the LHSA, I think, came out on their stance is they have no stance on it. It's yeah. like they want to take a backseat to it. We're not involved in this. We, we, we don't govern it. But uh, what I'm concerned about is you're going to have some people out there that, uh, like you, you mentioned before, they can use that as recruiting which is, uh, you know, it's against the rules. You cannot recruit in the LHSAA. Yeah. But once to stop these people from uh, moving families, you know, uh, look, we're going to get you a house. We're going to make sure uh, LHSAA-wise it's all legal and, 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 and start bringing kids in that way. That, that, it's, uh, it, it's so wide open what could happen. And it's, uh, I just saw something today uh, on uh, social media where, the, you got some basketball high school players making $100,000 <laughs> to play at a certain school, I think in maybe uh, New York or whatever. Making double what the coach is going to be making. Boy, that won't cause complications, will it? And, and, and <laughs> high school kids, they, and they have incentives. That it, it, 100000 can go up to maybe a million. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's outrageous. 
Yeah, but, that's uh, I just, I, I, I wish the, uh, LHS able to come out with a, a firm statement and maybe just say we're against this. But I think from what uh, it looked like, they're just saying, well, we have no stance on it. We're not going to govern this. And kind of like what they did for COVID, took a back step and left it up to each uh, each parish to make their own decision. I, I just can't fathom how a governing body, like imagine if, and I don't want to talk politics, but imagine if tomorrow President Biden just said, oh, we don't have a stance on this Russia-Ukraine thing, like whatever. Like, this is a governing body of high school athletics. How could you not have a stance on this? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I get it. I understand what it's about. They've lost in court a couple of times, and they're embarrassed to lose in court again, potentially. Um, they're embarrassed to make the wrong people angry, and potentially some people lose their jobs. I understand that. Um, but, man, I, you're the Louisiana High School Athletic Association. How could you not have a stance on such a predominant athletic topic? I don't get it. And you look, you're gonna have some people out there. They're gonna go around the rules, sure, and and they're gonna use this to their advantage, which is gonna create an unfair advantage uh, on the playing field. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll see how that shakes itself out. But uh, Coach Josh Smith and his crew—they're playing some really good ball. They have improved to three and four in district play, sixteen and nine on the season. It it kind of goes back to what we were kind of talking about during the commercial break. Is it, you know scheduling, man? Scheduling is so important. HL Bourgeois sixteen and nine and three and four in district. They're currently twenty one in the power ratings in five A. Terrebonne is fifteen and eleven and six and one in district play. They're thirty fourth right now. Like it just goes to show, man, you got to challenge yourself. You've got to win some big time games. And uh, Coach Smith made his schedule very well, and now they're in a good position. They're going to go to the playoffs, barring something crazy happen. And they have to do all this with keeping in mind with their pitching staff to save arms because late in the year. You got these pitchers that have been throwing a lot of innings, and you could get soreness in some sure. arms. And so they're going to have to, because uh, a lot of these teams are playing their district schedule, and they got games non district in between district games. Yep. So they're playing like three games in a row, which they do early in the year when they go to tournaments, but this is later in the year. So you definitely have to manage your arms and, and, and save some of your guys for that postseason run. That's why one of the, the big reasons why if we would have done the broadcast yesterday, I think Deuce Shermie would have won the stinger of the game presented by Buzzoff because Coach Guitro said it, man, like we're scheduled to play four games this week. We don't necessarily have enough arms to cover that. We need guys to step up. To only use one guy yesterday was huge for South LaVouche because now you got Josh Pierce today. If you need relief for him, you got Darren Ducey available today. And then you got the whole rest of your bullpen in addition. Um, that's that's very big for the Tarpon. And when Josh Pierce is on the mound for you, you can almost guarantee where he's going to get you into late innings. Sure. Uh, we talked about it all the time. That young man, he gets stronger and stronger as the game goes on. So if he can get him to the fifth, sixth inning and, and yeah, use very little pitching as possible, that, that you know, it, it helps out your, your team big, big time. And uh, hopefully the Torpens can get that done this afternoon. So looking at the radar map, it looks like it's mostly clear uh, for now. You know, a lot can change before 6 o'clock, but there's really not a whole lot of weather near our area. It looks like the line of storms is in north Louisiana. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm more optimistic now than I was earlier today that we'll be able to get this in. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play on 102.7. When we get back, we're going to go to Justin Galajor. He is the track coach at South LaFouche. Tarpons are trying to get a track meet in, and they have certainly uh, been working hard throughout the course of the year. So we'll talk with him about that 
It's play-by-play here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey just clear here in studio with Coach Brian Colley. We go to the phone lines now. We have Justin Gouger over at South Foos Track and Field. Coach Justin, good afternoon, my friend. How are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. How are y'all doing? Good. We're doing great, buddy. Um, trying to get in a track meet tomorrow down the bayou would be the parish meet. I got to tell you, man, I feel for you. Every time you guys have tried to host a meet, Mother Nature has said no, and there's weather in the forecast again. I'm sure you're probably checking the weather apps to, to nervously see if you guys are going to be able to get it in tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I, I'll tell you, we had not had any luck this year when it comes to weather and just everything that's going on. Uh, you know, we thought Ida did us pretty good, but then you got all these other storms, you know, coming in at the end of winter, early spring, and, uh, you know, we had to cancel two meets uh, so far, or actually three. We rescheduled a freshman meet twice, and, Again, we just keep getting hit with weather left and right, man, so we can't catch a break. Coach, tell us about the way your team has performed, man. Uh, it's a little bit of a younger group, maybe. Talk about the way that the guys and gals have competed so far. Yeah, uh, we, we're very, very young. A 
lot of freshmen came out this year, which uh, I guess is good, but uh, bad at the same time, especially when you look at the varsity level. Um, but overall, I'll tell you, uh, even though we're young, these kids, you know, and I had a great group the last few years, but, you know, looking at this group in particular, uh, they just compete, man. And I always tell them, I said, you know, track's a little bit different. It's a little bit different animal than most uh, sports that you play in high school. Um, but, you know, from there, they, they still give it all they got. I know, like, throwing-wise, uh, we had a few people uh, do extremely well the last few meets. Um, one of them is Laney Alario. Uh, again, one of the underclassmen, she's been throwing the javelin. She's been doing great, winning local uh, meets, and I'm very excited to see what she could do at the district, regional, and then always joke around and tell her, you know, we're going to go for gold, you know, when we hit the state level. I think she has a really good shot at making some noise there. Caden um, Messer, been doing a great job with the javelin. Um, had some stiff competition at Thibodeau High last week, but, again, he pushed through adversity. Had, like, a 40-mile-an-hour wind blowing. So uh, he's been doing very well uh, as far as uh, girl-wise as well as with shot foot. Uh, Ava Bora, she's a, she's a freshman. She throws the shot. She competes with all of them, uh, varsity and freshman level. Um, then you got, you know, Elias Coronado, uh, Abram Berg, they do well. Jakias Croson, he's stepping up throwing the javelin. So uh, field event-wise, throwers, uh, we see a lot of light. Uh, Jumping-wise, uh, you know, one of our seniors, she, uh, she kind of leads the pack when it comes to, you know, the uh, runways and everything for jumping, and that's Abby Collins. Uh, you know, she does a great job just setting the example. Doesn't say much. You know, it takes a little while to get her going. But uh, she definitely is a, a leadership role or in that leadership role when it comes to the jumping pits and things like that. Everybody else is super young. Um, Destin just has been doing great as far as high jump goes, you know, and there's a few other guys. Um Track-wise, though, um, we've been seeing a lot of a lot of improvement from our sprinters. Uh, Hyden Gallagher has been doing great. Uh, again, Jakai's Croson has been doing great. Uh, Ross Rodriguez leads the pack when it comes to long distance. Him and uh, Braden Perez do great. Um, and we did have a newcomer, uh, Cesar Gonzalez. He came in as a 10th grader, and he's been making some noise in the 800, actually winning uh, a couple meets. And then uh, last week at Thibodeau High with, I don't know, maybe – 30, 40 guys running, came out second. So uh, not a whole lot of seniors uh, in this group, but uh, the young kids coming up, I'm very excited to see what they have to offer. Coach, with the district meet coming up next week, what does an athlete have to do to uh, qualify for the regional meet? So uh, for the regional meet, the district, um, each event, they'll take the top four, and then the top four, from each district will then move on to the regional meet. Um, so what I think, keep telling my guys is you just got to make it to the dance, almost like uh, March Madness, the Final Four, all those things that just passed us. Uh, you know, you come in the top four, you know, you never know what could happen in the next event. Somebody might, you know, uh, somebody might not have a good day. It might be weather. They might be thrown off, whatever it may be. Um, so, Really, they just got to make it in the top four for district, and then from there uh, they'll get a shot at competing at the regional level. Coach, you, do you pay much attention to what's happening at the lower levels? And, and the reason why I ask is, you know, LCO's boys and girls won parish at the middle school ranks, and, man, that usually means that's going to be some future Tarpons coming up who are very talented. Did you Do you follow the, the middle school ranks much? Oh, uh, I, I keep up with it uh, as much as I can. Uh, we, we get to see uh, LCO comes every day. So I'd be lying if I uh, wasn't going on a little recruiting trail, you know, making sure uh, 
that we have those kids when they move on to uh, South Lafouche next year. But uh, I do keep up uh, a lot with LCO just because uh, I see them very often. Uh, Golden medal, not as much, but I do try and uh, go check them out as much as I can. Um, But overall, with the middle schools, I I know for us to be a sustainable program, for us to continue to be competitive year in and year out, you know, it starts at at those uh, younger levels. You know, you don't really see kids a whole lot uh, doing track and field at maybe seven, eight years old. Um, a lot of times that's when they do the baseball, basketball, uh, you know, even, you know, some football. So you don't see a whole lot in track. So in my eyes, you know, that's pretty much our, our lifeline as far as getting kids to come out and, and enjoying, uh, you know, track and field as a whole. You know, when I first started uh, coaching track, I came into this with a, a football mentality, I guess, with, uh, with practice plans and everybody doing this at the same time and, it's just a little bit different. And for somebody that's never experienced that before, it could be a shock to them. So um, I know what they're doing at Golden Medal, what they're doing at LCO uh, with Coach Desi, and then talking with um, Coach Celeste Bro and Coach Jude Blanchard and everything that they're doing. I think they're having a great program. I think they have, are a great program being established. I think they're having lots of success. And I'm really excited to see a lot of those younger kids come to Salafouche. And I hope that, you know, a few of them could stay with us. Uh, I know there's some other sports going on in the springtime, but I'm hoping a lot of those young men and young ladies could uh, could come out and be a future tarpons, that's for sure. So tell me a little bit about uh, football. Uh, it's always football season in Louisiana, man. You, you're working hard with, with the football team out there, uh, off-season drills and everything of the sort, and Coach Young seems pretty optimistic that you guys got something brewing there. Tell us about some of the, the things you're hoping to see in spring practices in the next couple of weeks. Well, man, I, I'm just hoping that we see a lot of competition. You know, I'm, I'm eager to get out there. You know, I'm eager to see what we got. Um, it seems like, you know, we can't catch a break when it comes down to, you know, the defense or secondary. Uh, this is going to be the second or going on three years in a row where uh, we com- we lose everybody on the back end. Um, and I, I guess I shouldn't pity myself too much because if we had 13 guys that played defense, all 13 are gone. So we got to <laughs> – come up with a whole new depth chart and everything like that so you know i'm trying to make you you know feel bad for me but you know you got coach price Gidry with the d-line needs to find you know three or four new guys you have coach will broussard needs to find three or four new guys so um hopefully a lot of competition man uh whatever it takes for us to find those 11 guys that gel well together um i know there's a lot of younger guys that uh took a lot of reps last year whether it was with the twos or spot played on a on defense during varsity games, but I'm very excited to see just a few guys like Cade Mess, like for for the secondary as far as like Caden Messer, Caden uh, Jarvis, uh, Mattis Carmadale, guys like that, Jakaius Croson for sure. Um, just to see what they got, you know, being younger guys, uh, learning last year, and then hopefully they're ready for the for the Friday night lights this year. So that's pretty much what I'm be focusing on, just making sure they could backpedal, get in a cover three you know, make sure we weave the two and all those things. So uh, very excited, you know, blank slate pretty much, and uh, hopefully we can get it done. If not, I guess I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume for a second that tomorrow's meet will be able to happen with weather. What are some things you're hoping to see? What are maybe some goals that you all have? Well, of course for us, I mean, I'd like to see us walk away with a district, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, Paris title. You know, uh, I think our kids work hard. I think our kids compete. Um, you know, I think they, they'll earn everything that they get, that's for sure. Uh, but at the same time, I know 
you know, looking at E.D. White, looking at Thibodeau, looking at Central Lafouche, um, they're going to bring it as well. Just seeing what they had in the local area, I'm very, very, very excited to see a lot of close races. Uh, very excited to see a lot of competition happening, kids competing, uh, maybe some PRs being broken, being that there's, you know, a little bit more on the line than just winning a meet. Now, now you're saying, you know, you're the best in this Lafouche Parish area. So, Hoping to see a lot of, like I said, a lot of competition, hopefully some PRs. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's there's a single event that I don't, you know, that I don't want to see. I want to see everything that's going on. Unfortunately, you know, some things you can't, you can't. But uh, I think overall, if anybody wants to see a show, they should definitely come on down to South Lafouche tomorrow afternoon, and they'll definitely get one from all these young men and women that are going to be competing. Coach, I know a lot of planning goes into – getting your athletes in the right spots to get the most points for your team. Where where uh, the Tarpons are getting most of their points from? It's from the track or from the field this year? Uh, the majority of our points uh, are coming from the field events, uh, mainly the throwing events. Uh, that's kind of where we make our living right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that a lot of our guys and girls aren't placing in other areas um, and that is a, a tricky situation that I'm still kind of learning, uh, getting into track and everything like that. Um, it's not always, you know, necessarily what someone wants to run. Uh, it's where they can score points. You know, I had a conversation with a young man the other day. They were asking about doing a certain event, and don't get me wrong, if there's, you know, if there's an available spot, if they're open, if they're one of the best, that's for sure. But when you're working with only four events, you have to make sure you're putting your athletes in certain events to where they could score, you know, the most points possible. So it may not be their favorite event. It may not be their best event. But in that particular event, they could earn, you know, first, second, third, get you 10, eight, six points, whatever it may be. Um, so hopefully, you know, we could kind of play with, the, you know, these athletes a little bit, put them in certain situations. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that, uh, whatever athlete it is, whether it's on the field or in the field or on the track is, we're putting them in, in positions to be successful and have success. Very, very good look, man. Thanks so much for the time. Hope to see you tomorrow, pal. Yep, thank y'all. Hopefully y'all can make it there. So thank y'all very much for having me. Go talk. Yep, yep. That is Coach Justin Galajor doing a wonderful job. Man, there's a lot that goes into track, man. Like, it's it's more than just so show up and run fast and run through. Like, it takes a lot to put on a meet. You got to get all the events organized. You got to be hustling the results to the official score people like that's a lot a lot of work and i know that tomorrow's meet's going to be very well organized weather permitting and um that, that's one of the things that you know you're proud to be a tarpon about is you know they're going to do things the right way and it's going to be smooth and no issues yeah to, to run a track meet is a lot of people involved a lot of volunteers and coach gauger does a great job of it's so organized back there went to practice a few times and you just go watch him and everything's organized he has all his coaches they know uh, the events that they coach in, their practice routines, their the fundamentals that they're teaching or techniques that they're going to teach that day. And it's, uh, it's uh, a well-run machine back there at the stadium. And you're right, to put a track meet on is something special. You need a lot of help and volunteers, and uh, they do a, a great job of putting the meet on, keeping everything on time. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great to see. And, uh, you know, Justin's only going to get better and better as, uh, you know, more experience he gets running these things. So he touched on it a minute ago. The question I was going to ask him next before he touched on it was if E.D. White was coming. I know sometimes 
They don't come to the – like I know for swim, sometimes they don't come to the parish meets or whatever. But E.D. White will be there in addition to Thibodeau, Central Lafourche, and South Lafourche. So four team meet tomorrow. Right, and it should go up pretty quick. Uh, it shouldn't – you know, uh, I think they may mix some freshmen in there also, let them run uh, a couple of heats and uh, four teams, parish, and you get bragging rights. I mean, you yeah, can be absolutely. a parish champ at uh, a certain event that you've been practicing all year at. So that'll be tomorrow, hopefully, on campus if the uh, if Mother Nature allows. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's Tuesday, so that means it's our TGMC Tuesday. We're going to go to Stan Gravois and talk some high school sports, some college sports, and some pro sports. But first, a reminder, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage, sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System. Tonight at 6 o'clock, South Lafouche taking on Vanderbilt. Uh, the junior varsity game at 3.30, but our broadcast will begin at 6. And also want to thank our sponsors before the break, Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent and cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And last but not least, Golden Motors. Golden Motors where price is priority. Golden Motors proudly supports South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. Stan Gravois will be joining us to talk about everything going on in the world of high school sports. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com.
And welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley in studio today. And also we have got on the phone line Stan Gravois. It's our TGMC Tuesday. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Hey, doing well. Hope you guys are doing well also. We're doing fine, man. Look, we were just talking about some high school baseball. Uh, it's a big night tonight. You got the rematch between Hanville and uh, Terrebonne. You got the rematch between South Lafouche and Vanderbilt. Uh, E.D. White got a big one yesterday beating Berwick. So some of our local teams are starting to figure some things out, man. Uh, a very, very big night ahead. I'm curious to see how, how the results shake out. Yeah, no doubt. And it's kind of fun to go to the power rankings now because they're starting to matter for sure. You know, some of it I can't figure out, quite honestly, but uh, it's starting to really matter. You mentioned Terrebonne and a big win the other day, yet they're just trying to fight to be in the playoffs. I think they better forget about that district title and just better concentrate on winning games as they come up because uh, it's kind of interesting to have a great shot at winning your district title, yet you may not get into the playoffs because you're sitting outside at the top 32. And then the situation with South Lafouche, which is just like if there's another team hotter than South Lafouche in Louisiana, I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to play them. They're obviously playing really well. And and the big confusion factor for me is, is you know, when, when, when I was in high school sports related to baseball, we didn't play all of these non-district games right in the middle of district play like everybody's doing. Now, as a matter of fact, used to be a rule with LHSAA that you couldn't play three games in a week, single games. You could play in a tournament. A tournament was counted as one game. But now, man, some of these teams are playing four and five games in a week, and I realize it helps PowerPoint rankings. I just wonder how you sort of get through it with your arms and, is it good to do this at certain times of the year? If you schedule these games when you think a non-traditional power in your district in baseball is your opponents, yet they become sort of relevant that year, then you have to readjust. So it's a lot of interesting things. Yeah, consider HL played last night. HL's playing tomorrow night. But right in the middle of it, they got a big game against Central LaFouche today. So it's a different world of high school baseball than I'm sort of accustomed to. Vanderbilt's got an interesting decision to make tonight. Is Do they bring Owen Sheck-Snyder back a, a touch early? He's usually a once-a-week guy. Last week he pitched in relief on Tuesday, then started a game on Thursday and went 100-plus pitches. Uh, South Lafourche is on the schedule tonight. Destrahan's on the schedule tomorrow. Those are both games that power rating-wise carry about the same weight. If you were Coach Chad Menard, would you keep your guy on his normal rest schedule or would you really try to push to get the district championship and try to knock off the Tarpons today in Galliano? You know, on the high school level, I and look, I don't know the inside scoop as to how Owen shakes out his arm feels and what's his recovery time and those type things. But if he was my next guy up, he would be playing. That and the fact that you don't know what the weather's going to do. You don't even know if you get the game in this afternoon, right? Yep, yep. But all that being said, I think I'd go with that next guy. I think I'd go with him not necessarily because I think it wins me or helps me to a district championship. I think I'd go with him because he was the next guy. You know, he's that guy. Uh, again, I'm just not real accustomed to all of the intricacies that go along with pay playing all of these non-district games in the middle of a week. So, although... Destrahan does get you a lot of PowerPoints 
if you could come up with it, and you maybe you save an Owen Shakes Nida for it, but if it's not even played, then you really kind of gypped yourself out of an op- opportunity. So, so listen, bottom line is, is I would be extremely surprised, extremely surprised not to see Owen Shakes Nida on the mound today. We got some high school track that'll be going on. We were just talking with Coach Justin Gougeau about the Lafouche, the Lafouche, easy for me to say, Parish Meet. Terrebonne's going to be doing some of the same things. Then we got regionals and then state and everything coming up. Um, don't know necessarily that we have like that great team locally, but boy, do we have some really good individual performers, some some young men and young women who are going to be going to state and doing some big things, man. What are some things you're hearing coming out of the track scene locally? Well, one thing, and I'll and I'll first kind of talk about the Terrebonne Parish scene. They're doing something that's really interesting. They're actually going to do all the field events at Vanderbilt Catholic I saw that. Parish, and they're going to do all the running events at Terrebonne. Terrebonne, you know, for folks who don't realize it, that are out there that don't go to many high school events, Tom B. Smith is this stately stadium, right? It's it's an old 1940 stadium between the oak trees and. Now that they have an artificial turf, it's it's really, truly really nice. You know, Benny Sawyer came in with his Dutchtown team a while back and said, this is one of the nicest high school football stadiums in all of our state. It's a thing to be relished. Yet they haven't had a track meet there in years because they just sort of neglected the track and what went along with it. Now they can't hold the field events, but they can actually hold the running events, so they're going to do that, and Vanderbilt's going to hold all of the uh, throwing events so and the jumping events. So it's, it's a little strange, but that's how they're going to do it here. And from your perspective of having the big meet down in uh, Galliano tomorrow, i got to give somebody a plug for this, and you got to go see this kid run. And it's not because he's my cousin, but I'm very proud. <laughs> Christopher Gravois is the fastest human high schooler in the state of Louisiana this year from E.D. White Catholic. You have to go watch him run the 100 tomorrow. It's amazing. I was at the Vanderbilt Catholic uh, track meet earlier this year, and uh, he and along with a young man from Warren Easton have the two fastest times in the state, and Warren Easton was at the meet. And it was just unbelievable. So if you have the opportunity again, and, and, and that's assuming that, E.D. White is running him in those races because this guy's next level. This guy's, you know, he's being looked at by LSU and things like that. Go see it because not only is he really good in the 100, which is his event, but he's good in the 200 and he's good on those anchors, you know, for those uh, relays. So, yeah, you got some guys tomorrow that are going to really be impressive and young ladies that are impressive. I do agree with you, though. I'm not sure we have that team, you know, like the Vanderbilt girls team at one time could go up and compete for a state title. I'm not sure we have that team from our area that might compete for a state title. Let's talk some LSU baseball for a second. The Tigers go on the road this past weekend to Starkville and sweep the series. And look, just like that, you know, now all the, 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 the noise is kind of quieted down. They're 7-5 and five in the SEC schedule, playing really well now. With that having been said, they've got a huge series coming up this coming weekend against Arkansas, who's one of the best teams in the country. But, man, LSU's starting to, to find it a little bit. And I talked about this earlier in the week on the show. I think they're finding it because they're playing better defense. They only committed three errors total in the weekend against Mississippi State, all three of them coming in the same game, the Saturday game. If this team just kind of plays cleaner, I think they're going to have a shot against anyone. 
Yeah, agreed with that, no doubt. Uh, I'm not going to get too crazy about, you know, jumping on the bandwagon to like a national championship simply because Mississippi State's not particularly good. And uh, if you go look at the SEC standings, they're down at the bottom. So let's see how it kind of equates to some of those teams like in Arkansas. And, oh, my God, what Tennessee is doing is amazing. And I don't mean to get off of the LSU talk, but uh, – that other side, you know, the East and the SEC, they got some teams that are really good. So it's still a lot more baseball to play, but it certainly is getting better. And I think throwing Mikhail Hilliard on Friday night changes the dynamic a little bit. And if you get that win on that Friday night, all of a sudden it sort of sets you up for having a good series. And that's what happened in this series with Mississippi State. No doubt. I don't think there's a team in the SEC that LSU has played to this point that if they could do it all over again, they wouldn't win at least two of the three games. I really believe that. Now, they didn't do it. Shame on them. They didn't get it done against Texas A&M and Auburn. But I do think that they certainly are at that caliber. And it's funny, right, when we say, oh, the bats are hot, then they go dormant, you know, or we say, oh, the pitching's horrible, then the pitching comes around. So when they sort of get it all together, yeah, I agree. They they probably could be right there, except for Tennessee, because what they're doing is like just out of this world. Oh, and that makes me so frustrated because when they were looking for a coach, I was the guy saying, go get Tony Vitalo. You're going to regret not getting him. And, yeah, Tennessee is rocking and rolling. But, anyway, um, Brian. Yeah, he's, one of those, he's one of those cocky kind of guys that you hate when you're playing against him <laughs> or he's with another team. But, boy, you sort of want him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, LSU football's got their spring game coming up, not this coming Saturday, but the next you know, it was kind of interesting, man, and I saw on social media today it was a picture of Brian Kelly coaching at the LSU spring practices and then also a picture of Ed Ogeron who was scouting or watching Notre Dame's practices. Man, like, if someone, if we would have told someone this at the beginning of 2020, right after LSU had won it all, that, like, Brian Kelly would be coaching LSU, Coach O would be fired and would be watching Notre Dame, who would be being coached by their former defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, like, it's bizarro world, but it's the new the new reality in which we live. It's just kind of interesting to see it like that. It sure is, and you know, it sounds like uh, Ed Ogeron is still a big player in all of this. I know he was at the UL clinic and he was speaking there. He's been down in Miami, and I know his son's going to work down at Miami. But he still seems to be relevant with a lot of these coaches, and I think that that means that they still trust his thought process and probably want to use him for recruiting just a little bit because we all know that that's what he did extremely well but there's no doubt that LSU's different now you know it's more I, I don't necessarily want to call it business orientated but with Brian Kelly he, he's got a plan and it's kind of nice to see that plan sort of all play out and it's going to be interesting at how it plays out because you know I was one of those when Miles Brennan decided to come back I was like good for him you know and 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 then all of a sudden you see the Daniels kid come in from Arizona State and you're kind of wondering. And But now it sounds like, you know, competition is going to make the best of everybody, and that's what Brian Kelly is about, bring in everybody who's good. And the best player is going to play, and that's what makes you good. Competition is everything. And if you don't have it, by the way, especially at the high school level, between your own group of kids, then you're probably not going to have it in competition. So uh, it's nice to see that there is, a lot of competition going on when in the last couple of years that roster didn't even lead to competition because you didn't have enough guys to put on the field. 
NBA play-in tournament begins tonight, uh, but the Pelicans will play tomorrow. They've got to win two to get in. they got to beat the Spurs tomorrow. Then they got to beat the loser of tonight's game between the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Uh, so two-prong question. First, will the Pelicans find a way to get into the top eight somehow? And then second, there's all these conspiracy theorists on social media that are saying that Zion Williamson's going to play tomorrow. Do you see that happening? I don't. I think that, you know, I don't think he's cleared by the team. And I think that's the reason why there's so much tension is he wants to play, but he can't get cleared. What are your thoughts on both of those things? Well, you know, that's crazy. And then they're stupid. <laughs> if they play Zion Williams, that's, cr- that's crazy stupid. You know, I, I, I totally wouldn't understand that. Totally wouldn't understand that. As a matter of fact, if you ask me, is there a better chance he plays tomorrow night or that he ever plays again <laughs> for the Pelicans, I would say I probably would go that he never even puts on a Pelicans uniform. Yeah, that's a good again. point. I, just, I, think it's, I think it's that far removed. So, yeah, I think that would be nuts. Uh, as far as the Pelicans being successful, I think they could win one. I don't know if they can win two. Uh, we have been so motivated by what they've done lately and positive and I know, I think I speak for you when I say this, we're kind of like we want them to win, obviously, but we're not ready to totally jump on that bandwagon yet or on the train, you know, and I think they would have to win too for us to really feel good about, you know, what happened this year, because face it, I mean, heck, everybody in the NBA gets in the playoffs, right? (laughs) I mean, there's nobody that doesn't, it's kind of, you know... If you were to pull the average non-NBA fan who enjoys basketball to the side right now and said, hey, the Pelicans in the playoffs, they would say, great. And then when you would tell them their record, they would sit and scratch their head. Now, they obviously have been playing a lot better at the end of this year. So I think it could happen. You know what scares me about San Antonio? It's Popovich on the other side, right? I mean, the guy's not stupid. He knows what's going on. It's Popovich. So would it surprise me if they lose against San Antonio? Nah, it wouldn't surprise me. And then, like we say about every sport, it's all matchups. And unfortunately, the Lakers are out because they pretty much handled the Lakers, you know, the entire year. I'm not sure the matchups are as good against the Spurs, but nonetheless, we had something to be a little excited about at the end of the year, so I'll take it. So ESPN released a seven-round mock draft today, and um, I'll let you know where where they think the Saints are going to go. With the 16th overall pick, they have New Orleans taking Charles Cross, who's an offensive tackle from Mississippi State. With the 19th overall pick, they have the Saints taking Jamison Williams, a wide receiver from Alabama. Remember, he tore his ACL in the national championship game, so a lot of folks are speculating he may fall a little bit in the first round. But interesting to hear, uh, offensive tackle, wide receiver, uh, with the two first-round picks, I don't think there's any huge surprise there, huh? No. No, as a matter of fact, I would have thought that. I don't necessarily think it's those two guys. But, yeah, I would have thought that. And I think that they moved in that position to get that first one to get an offensive lineman, and I'll be all about it. Again, it's not a, you know, a happy, sexy pick for a lot of people. They always want maybe the wide receiver before the offensive lineman. And I just have to believe that there is a big plan, and the Saints have it stored away in the back of their brain exactly how they're going to do all of this stuff with uh, all of this dealing they've done with the Eagles, so I hope that it does come to fruition, and we won't know if it does for a couple of years, but I would agree that those are going to be the two picks going forward, and 
I would add that as time is going by, and I think you mentioned this first, but it's it's starting to like sink in on me that that might be what's happening. I think Sean Payton is going to be part of some deals in the future, too, because I think he's going to be coaching next year, and if not next year, at least the year after that. Very good. Well, look, my friend, thanks so much for the time, and, and we'll chat again on Saturday, okay, buddy? All right. Sounds good. Y'all take care. Yep. That is Stan Graval with TGMC getting us all the latest. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Offensive lineman with the 16th pick, uh, wide receiver with the 19th pick. I guess before we ask you about your thoughts on that, Never asked you this. What were your thoughts on the trade? I didn't like it. I, I I thought that in the draft you can make that trade when you know what's on the board and when you know who's going to be where. I thought it was just too early to like move up. Like You don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, I think they're going to take those picks and they're going to uh, trade them. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think they'll move. Up some more? Uh, possibly. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> And I also think that they are, in the back of their minds, are thinking – Next year, Sean Payton's going to be in the mix, uh, getting some more picks. Yeah, I, I think that, that that's – yeah. So, I, 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 you know, I think they're setting themselves up for next year also with, with these picks, and I can easily see them moving and not having these t- picks. But, yeah, offensive tackle, you need offensive linemen for sure. You need a wide receiver. Uh, you need a quarterback. <laughs> you gotta, you get, look, you got to live and you got to go with Winston. Uh, he's your guy right now, and uh, you just got to go with him this year. This mock draft has the Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, a defensive end, first overall. The first quarterback taken, according to this, would be uh, the number two pick, Malik Willis, the quarterback of Liberty. The next quarterback after that would be Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh, who would go number six to Carolina. Then let's see, before the Saints pick, would there be another quarterback? No. Uh, Derek Stingley, according to this mock draft, would be taken 12th by the Minnesota Vikings. Hmm. Yeah, sit out. Oh, You're going to be yeah. a top five pick no matter what, huh, kid? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's catch a break. When we get back, it's play-by-play. I will be less angry about something we're going to be talking <laughs> about, the NBA playoffs in the next segment of the show here on 102.7. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. 
They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. All right, we want to thank Josh Smith. We want to thank Justin Galjor. We want to thank Stan Gravois all for their time. Three really good calling guests today on play-by-play. We also want to remind you one more time, join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Calvin Braxton Ford, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Joe Septic Contractors, and Advanced Eye Institute tonight at 6 o'clock. We hope South Lafouche and Vanderbilt will be locking horns in a big showdown matchup in 4A with big, big district championship implications. Um, I get told all the time I don't say anything nice about the Pelicans, so I'm going to do that this segment. Okay, Billy Joe? Not going to mention any names. (laughs) 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 Tape it. The the NBA playing tournament begins tonight, and the winner of these two games are going to get into the playoffs. The winner between Cleveland and Brooklyn will be the seventh seed in the East. The winner between the Clippers and Minnesota will be the seventh seed in the West. The loser of those games will then play tomorrow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Tomorrow, there will be the Hornets taking on the Hawks and the Spurs taking on the Pelicans. The loser of the Tuesday games will then take on the winner of the Wednesday games, and the winner of that game would decide who's going to be the eighth seed in each conference. First off, I think that it's incredible that the Pelicans were able to overcome their early, the early hole that they dug themselves in and to get themselves into this position. Now, with that having been said, like Stan said in the last segment of the show, I'm not yet ready to have a parade for a team that was 36 and 46. But I do think that they could win both games, and I do think they could get into the playoffs, and I do even think that like they can maybe kind of sort of give the Suns a little bit of tr- not a lot of trouble, but a little bit of trouble in the opening round. The problem is I don't know that the big ace in the hole that everybody's waiting on wants to be New Orleans' ace in the hole. I think he wants to go play somewhere else. He's not cleared by doctors right now. Um, I've got some inside information on this. He's not playing right now, but he's not cleared by Pelicans medical staff. He needs to get another operation and like some kind of scope or something like that. He doesn't want to do it. So he's posting all these videos of him dunking the ball and getting his stepdad to talk about how healthy he is. There's a divide there, and I don't know that that divide. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Right now, it's good. The team's playing well. Everybody's having fun. When the offseason starts and there's silence and there are no games to distract you, that's when there are going to be more leaks, and this gap is going to get wider and wider and wider. I don't know, man. I'm not optimistic that he necessarily wants to be part of this team. Well, first of all, there's absolutely no reason to play him right now. I agree. You know, you started off in a hole. You dug yourself out. You built some team chemistry. Why you want to mess that up by putting this this guy in? And uh, you know, he's not game ready. No way he can be game ready. Uh, when he report, he can report now. He can report next year. He's going to be out of shape. That that's him. <laughs> he's just going to be out of shape. And um, look, if uh, hopefully if he does leave and doesn't, that it's soon where they can get some type of value for him. You're right. He's another injury or two away from not having a whole lot of value. The longer you wait, the less you're going to get for him. And uh, if he don't want to be here, fine, go. But absolutely no way he plays 
in, in the playoffs here. And Pelicans right now are taking baby steps. You know, with a new coach coming in, a, a new outlook on things, new general managers in, in the last couple of years. Well, you know, take baby steps here. If they can somehow get into the playoffs and play the Suns, it would be remarkable. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That'd and be very exciting. Then the job is for this organization to build on what they did this year and, and carry it over the next year and maybe take it a step further. If that doesn't happen, then same old Pelicans. So let me ask you this. There are a lot of Timberwolf fans, and I kind of like agree with what they're saying. They're hollering and screaming about this play in tournament. The Timberwolves are 46-36. and 36. Why should they be competing for the same playoff spot with the Spurs, who are 34-48? and 48? Like, I think that I think that the playing tournament idea is a good one if all the teams at the bottom are kind of close. There should be, like, a cutoff. Like, if you're, if you're four games better or five games better than the— Like, you should, you should be immune, I think. The Timberwolves are 12 games better than the Spurs. They shouldn't be— even in this position. Why have the season if you could have 12 games of an advantage over somebody but yet be competing for the same spot? I don't understand that. I don't like that. That's a great point. You, you, you have to play the season for a reason. And NBA is saying no with their thinking right here where you're going to let a, a sub-500 team compete against a team that's over 500 <laughs> to, a, to get a playoff spot. It, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't seem fair at all. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I don't understand that. What th- what I think is interesting, and I don't know that this is interesting in a good way for New Orleans' perspective, there are a ton of tickets available tomorrow in the Smoothie King Center. Like, y'all, this is a playoff game. This is a win-or-go-home game seven game against Greg Popovich and the Spurs. That plays better be crazy tomorrow. But I'm on StubHub right now. Like, there are seats available all over the building. Like, I really hope New Orleans comes out and shows their support for these guys, but... Looking on the online ticket trading apps, I, I'm a little bit pessimistic about that being reality. It's a little shocking. Yeah. That, you know, you would think for how this team's been playing, it's a good product they're putting out there. And, that, you know, you can't fill up that uh, Smoothie King Center for a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. It should be rocking. And uh, it's a shame if it's not. Um, the big kind of. Uh, <laughs> talking point yesterday in the NBA is, and I, th- I thought this was comical and I was laughing about this on Twitter is um, Russell Westbrook okay the Lakers fired their coach they fired fired Frank Vogel and Russell Westbrook says yesterday man I don't know what his issue was with me like we couldn't seem to jive we couldn't seem to get along He's not, he, he, we never could figure it out maybe it's because you were horrible this past season Russ maybe that had something to do with it Maybe it was the fact that you didn't defend, you didn't play good offense, you couldn't score from anywhere. The, the entitlement of some of these guys at times is, is, is unbelievable, man. Like the fact that he is not honest enough with himself to see, hey, I'm a guy who for my career averages 25 points a game. This past year I was below 20 and I was not shooting at a high percentage. And How could he not see that he was a big, big part of the problem? Maybe not shooting at a high percentage, but still shooting. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he loves to shoot the ball, and he'll, he'll put it up. And uh, I am not too much of a Westbrook fan, a Laker fan. And uh, they have problems right now. That oh, organization yeah. has serious, serious problems. And uh, the big chief is the, the big cause of it, in my opinion. And I think I could speak for you in saying that the big chief being LeBron James, the guy exactly. making all the decisions behind the scenes and doesn't want the responsibility of it falling on him, but kind of pulling some strings. He forced them into getting Russell Westbrook. And now you, 
you make a nasty bed, you got to have nasty pajamas, as my grandma once said. <laughs> uh, so the Lakers were 33-49. The Pelicans have their first-round pick. Um, let's talk about this for a second. Um, you watched the NCAA tournament. You watched some Gonzaga. What are your thoughts on Chet Holmgren at the next level, a big, tall, lanky post player from Gonzaga? There, I hear a lot of people say, oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant no. in college was scoring 40 points a game. This dude is getting like 10, 15. Like he may be okay in the pros, but I don't see that superstar in him like a dude Durant. Yeah, he, he uh, could be a, a journeyman in the NBA, but uh, yeah, I don't see any superstar. Uh, Got to put some meat on him. A lot, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I just I, I don't see that happening. Not not superstar status. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can say Kevin Durant. Come on, I know that's a, a huge stretch. You know, it's crazy the way that the game has changed because I thought maybe the best player in the entire NCAA tournament was Armando Baycott of North Carolina. But the pros don't really want that big, kind of clumsy, physical center anymore. They want your guys to be lanky and can guard the guards on switches. Baycott is predicted to be a late second-round pick if he gets drafted at all. Uh, Timmy from Gonzaga, projected to be the 59th pick. It's just crazy, like, the way that the game has changed. The traditional center doesn't really have a place yeah. anymore. And, uh, look, those guys can play. Yeah. And uh, not a big Baycott fan, but he uh, he, he uh, produced in those uh, final game for his team, and he gave it his all. And, I mean, that's a rebounding machine. He's big force inside. And, yeah, the NBA teams are getting away from that. And Yeah. Uh, I would think Timmy would have more of a shot if – they're going to be getting away from that type of player. Timmy, I think, could fit more of an NBA-type role than Vicott. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Tari Easton of LSU is projected to go in the lottery somewhere. Uh, he's kind of in that mold. He's you know taller and maybe a little quicker, can maybe shoot the ball from the outside a little bit better. So we'll see how it goes. But anyway, playing tournament games will be today. Um, if you're asking me for some picks, I think the Nets are going to beat Cleveland. I think that the – yeah, man, the Timberwolves and Clippers is kind of – give me the Timberwolves, I guess. Tomorrow, uh, I think the Pelicans are going to win. And then in the other game, I think the Hawks are going to win. I think the Hawks can make noise. Yeah. You got Trey Young on your team, you got a shot. I think the Hawks can make some noise. Let's catch a break when we get back. I got some betting picks for you, and then we'll kind of go through the headlines. It's play by play here on 102.7. 3T Oil Change is an efficient, quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. 
To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Welcome back to Play by Play. We want to thank Coach Colley for his time today. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank Coach Justin Galjor, Coach Josh Smith, and Stan Gravall for their time. And remind you tonight, we'll, we'll hopefully see you all at the ballpark. But if not, you could join us for high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by Thibodeau Regional Health Systems, Golden Motors, Rouse's Markets, 3T Oil Change, Buzz Off, and Terrebonne General Health System. First pitch, 6 o'clock tonight. That first pitch will be brought to you by State Bank and Trust Company with South Lafouche taking on Vanderbilt. The weather looks like it's going to hold out, so I'm a little bit more optimistic that, that we'll be able to get this in. We're only five hours away. The weather still seems pretty far away. So hopefully the Tarpons and the Terriers will be able to lock horns. Uh, betting picks today. Um, I've got three for you. I've got one NBA. I've got two Major League Baseball. And, heck, I'll give you I'll give you four today. I'll give you a hockey one, too. Um, the first one, I like over 230 and a half in the game between the Clippers and the Timberwolves in the play-in tournament. The Timberwolves do not play an ounce of defense, like not even a little bit. They go and they score. They score the heck out of the ball. They don't even attempt to play defense. In their last five games, they played a 124 to 120 game, 127 to 121, 135 to 114, 139 to 132, 136 to 130. All of those five games were way over 230 and a half. So I think that the Timberwolves are going to, at home, be more inclined to play their style, get up and down the court fast, play in transition, quick shots, not really care so much about defense on the other end. I think we're going to see a ton of points scored in that game between the Wolves and the Clippers. Game number two is going to be in the world of Major League Baseball. I got burned by this game yesterday. I'm going to try not to get burned by it again today. I like the Brewers to beat the Orioles. The Brewers are throwing Eric Lauer as their starting pitcher today. He's very good. Um, the Baltimore Orioles don't even have a starting pitcher listed, so it's going to be kind of a bullpen game for them. And it's the same math that I used yesterday. Is I think the Brewers are just better than Baltimore. It's baseball. Anything can happen on any given day. But they beat them yesterday. I don't think they'll be able to follow back on that today. And without a starting pitcher listed, they'll use a lot of guys. I think Milwaukee will be able to take advantage of the pitching staff there. The last one that I'll give you today, let's see which one on the list I'm going to give you all. I told you hockey, right? Uh, Florida Panthers uh, to beat the Anaheim Ducks, uh, covering the one-and-a-half goal line spread. Um, Anaheim, I can't believe – this is how I know I'm a degenerate coach. I, I, I know stuff about hockey. I shouldn't know <laughs> stuff about hockey. Uh, Anaheim is shorthanded. They have been beat up by injuries. They have been really riddled by injuries. And uh, these two teams played one another in Anaheim about a month ago. The Panthers beat them 3-0. Now today playing in Florida. Florida is one of the best teams in the NHL. I think that they're going to take care of business and get a decisive victory over Anaheim. An Anaheim team who um, has not been good as of late. They lost to Carolina 5-2 to a 
a couple nights ago, lost to Calgary 4-2 to two. a couple nights ago, lost to Edmonton 6-1. to one. So they've been getting the Briggs beat off of them. Florida's 51-15 and 15 on the season. They're one of the best teams in hockey. I think on their home ice, they're going to easily take care of business against the Ducks. Uh, last one. Uh, let's see what we got here. I told you two baseballs, one hockey, and then basketball. What's the other baseball one that I'm going to give you? Let's see. Uh, let's do this one. I like over eight and a half runs for the Cubs and the Pirates today. Um, neither team is throwing a very good starting pitcher. The Cubs are throwing Drew Smiley, who was with the Atlanta Braves last year. He kind of got kicked around and lost his spot. Uh, the Pirates are throwing whoever the Pirates are throwing is not a good guy, but <laughs> they don't have very many. <laughs> They're throwing Jose Quintana, uh, who's actually he's okay, but the Cubs have seen him a lot. Quintana had an ERA above six last year, so he's kind of winding down as he gets into the twilight of his career. So I think there'll be some runs in that game. Game's being played in Pittsburgh, uh, so I think there'll be some runs in that one. It's I would maybe maybe be a little bit more worried if it's a nighttime game with the cold weather, but it's a daytime game actually going to be played in about three hours. So I think that um, there's going to be some offense there. Coach, do you still do the fan duel, my man? I sure do. Yeah. Still hanging on. Yeah, very good. A lot of thread, but hanging in there. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. It's cr- like to me, what's what's the most unique is that like you could find something to bet on, like every piece of the game. Like you could bet, okay, like Major League Baseball, Cubs and the Pirates. You could take every one of these players in the lineup: Clint Frazier, William Contreras, you know, whoever. You could bet how many hits each player is going to get. Like, there's something. It's, it's unbelievable the detail in which this goes. A, a big thing now is uh, catching on is the uh, no run first innings. Oh yeah, uh, that, that's uh, pretty huge right now. I've been trying to get one of them a day. I, I um I'll share with you this after we get off the air. It's this. It's called a ballpark ratings or something of the sort, and it shows you the direction of the wind speeds and what players are most, most likely to hit a home run based on those changes in the wind speeds. And I've been putting a dollar on guys to hit home runs. There's a little chart that it shows you every day. Uh, so there's some there's so much that you could do. But anyway, we hope that we gave you three winners today. And we hope that everybody has a great rest of the day. We're going to wrap up. Coach, thanks, man, for coming in, dude. I know you're uh, you're going to be uh, free the rest of the week. If you want to come swing by anytime, you're more than welcome, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Uh, we've been listening, to, or you've been listening to Play by Play. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday means we've got mailbag for you. Wednesday means we've got, let's see, uh, what else? I think we're planning on having B.J. Young on tomorrow. And we'll be recapping high school baseball uh, results from today and kind of previewing what's going to be ahead. We'll get you some updated PowerPoint numbers, all that and more. So you've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great rest of the day. Hope to see you guys at the ballpark tonight, 6 o'clock, the Tarpons and the Terriers. God bless you all. Have a great day. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose